For decades, the Vietnam War has been a Hollywood obsession. Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, First Blood. These were blockbuster films, embraced by audiences and critics alike. And for decades, they've helped us understand a painful war and understand each other. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Do We Get to Win This Time? How Hollywood Made the Vietnam War. Listen on the Big Picture feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Guys, Happy Summer Slam week. Right. Biggest party of the summer. Let's go. Uh, wh- what's your guys' favorite Summer Slam memory? I'm, I'm kind of leaving it open. So it's not your favorite match, just your favorite memory from the Summer Slams. The only Summer Slam I've attended. Uh, Shouts out to my mom. Shouts out to my aunt. They, they took myself and my cousin to Summer Slam 1990, going to uh, Philadelphia to uh, see, I, to watch part of a, a match and on a big screen while it, it was such a weird experience. It's the, it was the only pay-per-view I've, I'd attended live up until uh, last year. Shouts to the ringer. Wow. There you go. It's 90. Okay. That's, yeah, a, that's a core I'm, memory. I'm, I'm, I'm no, old just, enough. That's a core memory. I love it. I love that. Uh, Brian, what do you have? Man. Um, let's see. Let's go with SummerSlam 2012. Okay. The excuse me, 2011. Okay. The okay. whole ordeal of the summer of punk and John Cena, just the build up to that, only to be disappointed when Alberto <laughs> Del Rio cashed in. Uh, but seeing <laughs> Kevin Nash come in, so I mean, SummerSlam, uh, I, I hold it close to the heart. You know, obviously yeah. WrestleMania is my favorite, but you know, so many different memories. But that's one that just jumps out right now. What about okay. you, Ben? I've always loved SummerSlam. It's it's around the time where I think I became a wrestling fan, so it's just always one of these things where I just it, I just remember. But mine is, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment here. Mm. But honestly, my favorite memory is last year because it was to ah. kind of your point, Cal. It was my first 
SummerSlam in person. Right. So it actually might have been my first PLE in person. Now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, I just remember we were getting ready to do our interview. So I'd moved down to sit next to to Dave and and with Kerm. So we were sitting next to Dave and Kerm. It was like during the opening match. It was during Becky, Bianca. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the match, you know, Bianca wins. And then Damage Control debuted as Damage Control. So Bailey comes back. Dakota comes back. EO. And I just remember losing my mind. I was pushing Dave uh, <laughs> into his <laughs> into into the next seat. I was grabbing Kerb's shoulder, just losing my mind. It was just one of these memories where, again, like and, and damage control is still a thing. It's not like it was just this one off. Uh, it was, and you know, we were all waiting for Bailey's return. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was just it was just a cool moment to uh, to just kind of be there for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. man, it's uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. What happened? That's just, it's funny because. That's like the same reaction me and Stack Guy Greg had. Now, mind you, this is the mm-hmm. first time I ever sat next to Stack Guy Greg. Nice. And, <laughs> Piece of Greg. At, at a wrestling show. And sometimes, you know, we all like watch wrestling, but people consume it differently. So you don't yes. know. Right. You have a certain reaction how they're going to act. And I remember us jumping in unison because yeah. we were so happy. And it was just like, who's next? Who's next? And then, you know, the way they brought back. Bailey, then EO, then Dakota. So, mm-hmm. like, are you bringing back? It triggered that memory. That was a lot of fun last year. I'll always remember, too. So, Bailey comes out, right? Losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's from the Bay. She's from San Jose, the same city I live in. And sure. and then Dakota comes out. And you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It, it's just progressively getting higher. Right before, you know, so after Dakota, you think that's it. And Dave turns to me and he goes, what are they going to do next? Bring out EO Sky? And then EO Sky's <laughs> music hits. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it just added to the memory so it was That's just great. it was like a fan it was such fantastic timing uh mm-hmm. that i'll just i'll just kind of never forget that moment it was, it was it was fantastic speaking of memories speaking of memories happy 31st anniversary to ron simmons and him winning the wcw heavyweight title august 2nd 1992 all you can say is damn in baltimore Damn, it was in Baltimore. That was a match. Again, because I'm a man of a certain age, I do remember uh, being... I, the, the image, uh, not so much the win, but when Sting and Dustin Rhodes, oh, the, the whole baby face, I think Van Hammer was out there. They were like trying to lift Ron. They're like, they've got him half up, but you know, he's got his title and he's... he's, he's ch- the way he started pumping... Yeah, his, uh, his arm when he won, it reminds me. I don't know if she does it in homage to that or what she does in homage to, but it reminds me of uh, when Willow Sky, in, uh, not Willow Sky, it reminds me of Willow Nightingale's uh, entrance when she does the, mm-hmm. on the. I don't know. I don't know what what a time. And he be, he he. I wish I could slam Vader like that. Rest in peace, Big Van Vader. But that was that was a, a, a talk about a couple of horses out there yeah. going wild. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Just an, an incredible moment. Yeah, if y'all haven't uh, done so, listen to the episode Die, Rocky, Die on the Book of Wrestling. That's because right. Because mm. he sits there and goes over with Ron is the guest. Yeah, he's, he's the guest on that episode. Yeah. yeah, and he talks about um, with Dave how that all came about, mm. how Bill yep. Watts said to him, we're going to change history. So uh, it was a great yep. insight. Um, you know, incredible moment. You know, like I always, obviously, I brag about my hometown being a wrestling town. Right. But that's definitely a moment, you know, that we can hold our heads high on. Ron Simmons winning the championship right here. Huge, huge, absolutely. Damn. Damn. 
Really? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title of this episode. Just no, no other context. Just damn in all caps. <laughs> Let's kick things off here the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let them fly. First up, fresh off the presses, the elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page have signed new multi-year contracts with AEW. Now, for context, this seemed to be the direction it was going in, you know, for the last couple of weeks um, as, you know, the, their contracts were coming up here. My question to, to, I'll start with you, Cal. Who are you most disappointed by that they aren't coming to WWE? Uh, gosh, it's interesting. I mean, I guess the, the easy answer would be Kenny Omega, but I'm, I'm going to stick to the podium of make tag team wrestling a thing again. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, I, as much as I'm, I'm not the biggest Bucks fan in terms of the Bucks and what I like to see in pro wrestling all the yeah. time, but I can't deny that they are, you know, one of the top tag teams in in the business today, um, and it will be, you know, their their names will be in the the, the record books and tag team wrestling in the future. Um, I would like to, I would love to see a Usos Young Bucks situation happen, oh, yeah. or so, something like that. You know, really, really use a team like that to invigorate the tag team division. Like I thought they would be doing, and they 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 had the titles, but. I, right. I I don't know if they were the ones that really uh, jump started some of the some of the best the best moments in that division compared to some of the other teams. But yeah, I I would love to see I if Kenny Omega wasn't returning to AEW, I was assuming he would be going to New Japan because that's the Kenny Omega I like to see. Right, right, right. Brian, same question: Are you bummed that any of these guys are not coming to WWE? Um, if I had to choose. It would easily be Kenny Omega uh, mm-hmm. because just he's somebody that I see as a superstar. And I think with the WWE machine, he could be that megastar. I know that I got a lot of heat and a lot of they said what's when I said uh, the AW championship right now is on the same level as the NXT championship. Sure. When he held it. I felt like him versus Roman Reigns was a box office blockbuster matchup. So for me to look at it from that standpoint, look at him on that level, it's disappointing not to see him make the trip up north to go to WWE. But, you know, that's really the only one. Like, I respect the Bucks. It would seem like a weird fit. I'm sure they would make it work. Um, I've never been big on Adam Page at all. So it's not disappointing. I know they would probably could possibly make me into a fan, but it's obviously for me it's Kenny Omega. Yeah, I feel similar in that I'm bummed it's not Kenny. Uh, and it's something that Kaz said when Jay White signed with AEW, which was you just want to see that type of guy do it on the big biggest stage, right? With mm-hmm. with the machine. To Brian's point, so and I think he would have. He's he's just so freaking good that he could kind of fit in anywhere. 
I right? think he, he could. Yeah. He could go to New Japan. He could yeah. obviously he's gonna stay in AEW. He could have gone to WWE. Like he's just one of those guys where he's he's so malleable and so freaking talented. It, it honestly doesn't matter as long as we get to watch him wrestle. But again, right. behind the WWE machine, uh and, and just kind of, you know, with with that type of spotlight, uh, I would have loved to see him do that there. Now, obviously, you know, these guys have a little bit more invested in AEW. They've, you know, right. they're kind of one of the the people who started it up, right? Mm-hmm. They still have their EVP roles, right? Like they're still kind of running that stuff behind the scenes, or at least have a big I mean, part of what they're yeah, doing. I mean, yeah, um, they they were the guys that started the company. Um, did right. it confirm if they were still EVPs? I haven't gone through the whole uh post but the thing is is it's of course they announced it the day of the 200th episode of dynamite like i, I yeah, right. they will remain executive vps that's uh yeah that's uh, right out the sports illustrated news article so it I, what are, i don't i don't feel like there was any shock though like of course oh totally but, i think wwe had some hope early on that they they could poach one if not all four of them but that started to wane pretty late um and obviously culminating in now with them officially resigning so does wwe what's their relationship with new japan i mean aside from like carl anderson being able to wrestle or at least going over there for a wrestle kingdom earlier this year uh do they have like an actual relationship where like talent can go wrestle there I feel like it's non-existent and I feel like that was the Carl Anderson thing was a one-off because he was still a champion, right? So he, he, had, and then, he, had, he had to lose the title. You right, know? so he went over there, dropped the title and now he's back to not being on TV. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I would, I wonder, I mean, especially because like all Japan's not really televised like that but then you got New Japan and you got no, I think if WWE had a relationship with New Japan yeah, you 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 maybe could see things because Kenny Omega could do WWE style in America, and then go to Japan and do what guys like Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader and, and mm-hmm. the Steiner Brothers and and uh, 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 Terry Bam Bam Gordy Gordy and uh, Doctor Death Steve Williams, where they're able to like be a little rougher and really get to 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 lean into to the art of pro wrestling like they do on that stage, but um. If they don't have that, AEW is the perfect situation for them. Kenny can go to Kenny and the Bucks can go to AAA if they want to. Yep. They can go yep. to New Japan if they want to. They can do random. They they were doing in, impact stuff. They can do indie spots if they want to. Like it's a lot more flexible. I think because they don't have the whole. All right, you're going to be on TV this day out the week, but you may be on the road two to four days out the week these other days. So. uh it it's a little more flexible, especially if you're trying to be a, a an IWGP title holder at some point, you know? Right, right. No, totally. All right. Next up on High Spot Headlines, Paul Heyman says he is the greatest manager of all time. Now, some context, him and Roman Reigns were just incredible guests on first take uh, yesterday morning. Brian... Uh, re- read the quote that Paul Heyman let fly out of his mouth on national TV when Stephen A. Smith asked him about Bobby the Brain Heenan. He says, I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest of all time. Undisputed. And then Stephen A. Smith will say, what about Bobby Heenan? 
screw him. He's dead. <laughs> and then he, asked, he said, Jimmy Hart, God doesn't answer my prayers. Do you want me to prove I'm the GOAT? I'm with Roman Reigns. Why would he settle for anything less than the GOAT? <laughs> I mean, who, who else has Roman been walking with since he came back three right. years ago? You know, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. I, I love mm-hmm. a good goat debate, so I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. But Brian, since you read off that just fire quote, fire promo, this man cut a promo on first take. Uh, what a goddamn legend, Brian! Is is Paul Heyman the goat? One thousand percent, yes. I am. A lot of times, people say I'm a prisoner of the moment. A lot of times, I feel that in life we do not know how to let go of the past mm. says the person who believes I was going to say James is better than Michael Jordan overall <laughs> as a basketball player oh no um Please stop it <laughs> see? No. oh no but when I think about this right and uh, I had a lot of people ask me I was like oh I can't wait I know we're going to talk about this on Wednesday worldwide here's the thing Paul Heyman builds up his opponents and makes, excuse me, Paul Heyman builds up his client's opponents yep. and makes them look like a thousand bucks, mm-hmm. sometimes a million, depending mm-hmm. who it is. I was actually, you know, watching the Bobby the Brain Heenan documentary this past weekend, ironically. I don't think Bobby Heenan built up his client's opponents the way Paul Heyman did. Mm. He didn't always tear them down because, you know, in wrestling, that's not the art of the promo. But when you put, you go back to the story with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, right? Right. um, Paul Heyman did more for Cody Rhodes in those promos than AEW did the time he was there. He made it seem as if Cody Rhodes was the greatest thing walking. And if you don't believe me, go back and watch what he did for Roman Reigns. Right. One of the things that he kept saying in 2015, that you are the right person with the right look, mm-hmm. the right skill set at the wrong time. So come full circle, he's with the tribal chief. He's with the guy who he had been telling you for years was the guy. It just wasn't his time yet. Right. That's just on the art of the microphone. Then you look at his track record of world champions, people he was with, a record six different people he's managed. Now, people will say Bobby Heenan. They'll bring up names. Yes, Heenan has the names, but let's not act like they were all world champions. Remember, Heenan chased Hogan for years and never overcame him. Right. He chased him with King Kong Bundy. He chased him with Andre. Couldn't he do it? Heyman chased the Undertaker, damn, and beat him. He did it. Well, and the thing is, and I, and, and I mean, I, because I think everything you're saying is 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 a hundred percent facts, Brian. So I just want to get that clear first. I think mm-hmm. part because I was waiting to see if you were going to mention specifically the fact that Bobby Heenan was the premier manager during the Hulkamania era, which means that his clients lost a lot. Or, at the very least, they didn't get the chip at the end of the program. So, Mm -hmm. 
to have a Paul Heyman who, and again, I've seen, he was Paulie Dangerously back in the NWA. He was managing Taker before he managed a guy that took the streak from Taker. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But he was also managing the Samoan SWAT team. He he was there at the foundation of the bloodline, like like actual facts, not just, you know, great promo delivery. So it's it's tough to when you really start to stack those wins and you and and you talk about who who was Brock Lesnar going to, who has been by Roman's side for this entire historic record breaking reign right now. It's it's tough to it's tough to find another manager that can really bring that many chips to the table to even, you know, go to war with Heyman just on stats alone, champions alone. The dangerous alliance in the in in the WCW days, one of the Stone Cold was back running it back. Come on, man. Like you you really can't mess with uh Heyman's legacy as a manager of champions compared to some of these other people out there. It's tough. His resume stacked up to other managers is it's damn near immaculate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like what are what are his missteps? What are the things that didn't work out so well? Is it is it just the Cesaro thing? As a manager? <laughs> Right like, back? Yeah. Well, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> he's, I mean, yeah, well, I think that's the other thing is that, like, because of some of, I think the politics and, like, the storytelling at the time, um, he's got, there's, there are a couple eras of Heyman where there's some, a lot of missteps, I think. Uh, but he was also the person that Ronda Rousey was going to. You know what I mean? Like, sure. there, mm-hmm. there, there's a, even 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 with if if you wanna blend the two worlds and talk ECW, the rise and fall of ECW, because a lot of that does fall on Heyman as well. Uh he's the the rise of ECW is part of what he was able to do and, and the way that they changed the the talent that he was putting in front of people, the way they were then dissipating throughout the industry i mean he may not you talk about paul Heyman guys you know he Uh may not have been a direct manager of a dean malenko or stuff like that but that's the first place that's the first place i saw ray mysterio you know what i'm saying like there's a certain thing that he's able to do um there's a way he looks at pro wrestling that i think aids him as a manager compared to some of these other people because he's he's been living it for so he was a photographer as a teenager like this is what he's been about for so long and i think he's very he does a very he's got a very great eye Mm -hmm. for the business and he's such a great speaker that he can talk he could talk me into the room right now. Roman Reigns wrestling what a slug or something i would want to see if the slug could i Paul Heyman I, can yeah. make me believe that that slug could take Roman Reigns out. I, I'm it's, sure of it. He would, put, he would put the slug over like you would not believe. And <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> it would be Big amazing. Facts. A couple more points I just want to bring up real quick. Uh, Curtis Axel. Mm, That's a guy uh-huh. who, if you're like me, you're rooting for just on the strength that he's like one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers' son, right? right. Sure. And Michael McGillicuddy was terrible <laughs> as a character. But, you know, as a worker, he was the guy, one of the guys that they brought in or had designated for The Rock to work with to get him ready for his in-ring. So it showed you the guy could work. When they paired Paul Heyman and changed his name to Curtis Axel, 
he was a big deal for those few months, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, the Cesaro thing and the Ryback thing probably could have worked if they wasn't pivoting to CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Um, so it was like, all right, we just gotta, you know, jump the shark and kill this story. But you know, with that, but then if you go back to when they had um talking smack and the stuff he was doing there, how he got Bianca and Sasha ready for each other. People was complaining about that story, but if you didn't watch those shows, the way he would talk. So just as a manager, and I'm a huge yes. Bobby the Brain Heenan fan, don't get me wrong. He wasn't doing that, though. Exactly. And like I said, when it comes to, like you said, the art of putting over opponents, they sold us on multiple Brock Lesnar and Roman <laughs> Reigns matches, and they told a different story and at the end of the day, you can't argue money right. in a heel manager being behind one of the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. Damn. He's the GOAT. Let us know. If anyone can, <laughs> can refute this, hop on that yes, hotline, please. the Wednesday Worldwide hotline, and let <laughs> us know. Because yes, I, I think it's, I don't think it's close. I think it's him, and it's a steep drop off. To Keenan right. and whoever else. Wow. Last one. Oh, that's a hot take. I, it's uh, Steve, he, he's 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 you, just you on, make, a, he's you on can another maybe level. Argue, argue yeah. Cornette maybe gets an argument. Cornette's good in there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't know how many single stars Cornette had go to the top. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, Yokozuna. <laughs> You're right. Right. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Booker T says the main event mafia should have been as big as the NWO and DX. This is a scorcher. This is a, it's, I actually, I, I, I enjoy this take. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I'm going to throw it to Cal because <laughs> you look perplexed. Uh, well, where, where do you stand on this take from Booker T? Well, because I, I did not, well, shouts out to Impact Wrestling, shouts out to everybody who's, uh, who's endured, you know, some of the highs and lows of the storytelling over there. I, I was not watching Impact at this time. I didn't realize the first iteration of that pretty much lasted for a year. There was like Samoa Joe, Christian, but like uh, the core of that is Kurt Angle, Sting, Kevin Nash, Booker T, and Scott Steiner. Like that yeah. was, which at the time kind of reminded me of... uh what was the what? What did they call all the 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 veterans at the end of WC? There was like the the Millionaires Club or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the Millionaires Club. I, it, it, like that that time where like you're going to stack the obvious. Like here are the the most recognizable uh, veteran faces that we have on our our roster. We're going to stack them on one side and they're just going to go beat the crap out of people. I don't know if. I remember seeing clips of them attacking people and it looked very much like a uh, NWO esque, but I don't know like if they had a singular moment that made enough of an impact to no pun intended to, uh, <laughs> to, to make people like it, it. I don't know if like the main event mafia was making people search out impact on TV. You know what I mean? It didn't sound like it was a ratings booster. So I think that may have been what it like, what was their uh, bash at the beach with uh, somebody, you know, turning and, and, and it being a big thing. Like a moment. Did they yeah, have a like moment? Two, at that point, people who had already seen so many swerves and so many turns, and this group of people, like, I've seen them in a couple of different groups by this point. Like, I 
I'm not saying it wasn't dope, but I don't know if they had like I would need to see their greatest hits to know why people would or wouldn't have paid attention like they would in NWO or the other things before it. Hollywood, is there any validity to what Booker T is saying here? Anything at all? Not really. Um, I so I can understand where he's coming from, but I think a lot of stuff that I think about, I think about super teams, right? There's a reason that the 2004 Lakers didn't work versus the 2017 Warriors, right? Um, you, you, you got a lot of people past their prime. Mm-hmm. And if we be real, like there was no home run hitter, right? Um, sure, the only one who was really a face of the company was Sting, and uh, shout out to Sir Wilkins because I got to make a point where <laughs> <laughs> when Sting was the face of WCW, it wasn't like they was racking in millions of dollars in the black. So, right. you know, with the NWO, you had Hollywood Hogan. Had them shirts. With DX, you had Shawn Michaels. Shirts. So, even with the Hart Foundation, you had Bret Hart. You know, um, and so it's like, I understand where he's coming from, but I think that this would have been a bigger deal if they were on the rise up. And then mm. all of a sudden, because even revisionist history would have said, like, we, you brought up the Dangerous Alliance earlier. When you look at that group now, you see Stone Cold Steve Austin, you see Ravish and Rick Rude, you see guys who are like, yo, they had legit main eventers. Facts. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, with these factions, you got to go back and look. Because when you in the moment, it's kind of like they was trying to force something. And there wasn't nothing really. And at the end of the day, it was Impact Wrestling. It was TNA. Right. Had this been in WWE or even a WCW at the height, it right. probably would have worked better. So I understand what he's saying as far as the names in it and the name recognition. Right. But as a unit, it just, did, just didn't work. No. I mean, on paper... They could have been as big mm-hmm. as the NWO or DX. Right. Again, given the name, and, and Nash is in a lot of these, right? Every t- anytime Kevin Nash is in a group, you just kind of, you know, your your eyes just get a little bit bigger and, uh, and you just kind of want to see how they do. But I think in terms of wrestling history and wrestling culture, like no one is, if someone wore a main event mafia shirt at the grocery store, like I would flag it. You know, right. oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's dope. But to this day, as a grown man with kids, if I see someone with a DX shirt or an NWO shirt, you're either, you're just like, you throw up an X, don't crotch chop because that, that could be taken the wrong way. Or you just kind of <laughs> throw up the too sweet. You know what I mean? And it's just like, right. it's this thing that they have had, uh, NWO and DX just culturally are just so mm-hmm. beyond any faction, right? It, right. It's, it's, it's 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 mainstream with those two. The main event mafia is was great, and, and they were you know for for being a heel faction at that time during this this period of wrestling. But man, I, and I guess like the key phrase from Booker here is should have been, mm-hmm. and sure, but you can use that with anything, right? right. <laughs> so right. It, it just didn't hit the same. Um, and that's that's totally okay. I think for you know for this group of guys, it still worked for for Impact and probably what they needed at that time was just some sort of faction that 
people could rise up against. And again, you're going to use the your most recognizable names. And a lot of that at that time were these guys. Booker T, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Nash, Joe, Steiner, Kurt Angle, who again, was a, if you look at it, was in TNA and Impact longer than WWE, which is still like a wild thing to think about. Mm-hmm. He was going, uh, he was going hammer time too at this point. Like, I mean, he, right. he was the leader for a reason. He was moonsaults off the, I, I, oof, I can't even watch back <laughs> some of them clips. He was doing some, some, yeah. uh, the some mouthpiece in. Bi- <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, he was all business. It was, and it was, it looked kind of dangerous, but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I went to look at some of the quotes and uh, he's, uh, he's Booker T says he doesn't know. I I mean, I think we kind of know why it wouldn't have worked out. Unfortunately, if, if it was, if, if it was like you said, if it was maybe the height of WCW or some other different organization at a different you time. You had an AEW with the investment that they put in the money dollars spent, especially too with AEW, you do have like, the other side, like the pillars that could rise up against them. Right. Mm-hmm. You had back then, and I'm not going, you know, profess to be like the biggest impact wrestling person, but just looking at what AJ Styles was then versus what he is now, right. totally different. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I just, I just looked up what a main event mafia t-shirt looked like. Kind of fire. I kind of oh, forgot yeah. what they did look like. So if anyone has an extra, mm-hmm. uh, send it over and we will absolutely right. rock it on the show. <laughs> Hit the, hot, hit the hotline. I like that. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ring of Wrestling Show. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. And that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, or Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going back to back with our guy, Peter Rosenberg. Brian H. Played the clip. It would be an odd time to have it truly come to an end because I don't know that it feels like necessarily the A story going into Wrestle- going into SummerSlam. What would be the A story if not this story? I, I kind of, kind of feeling Cody Brock. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't feel that, it does feel like a weird, slight lull for the Bloodline storyline. Um, it's been a real slow move the last month. They didn't have a lot to do to get us from point A. We've talked about that. They moved inch by inch mm-hmm. over the last month. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> not no, go ahead. that. I was gonna say not the A story because I, I a I don't know if Cody Brock feels like an A story to me. Um, <laughs> I, I would make I would if you're gonna try for another one, I would at the very least say Seth Finn just because of the it's the other world title. You got the Judgment Day and all the the briefcases, but um, this is kind of the thing. Like. <sighs> This happened when the beginning of July. We're like, we, it's been it's been literally a month. Yeah, none of like we they've already had the tag matches. Uh-huh. Jimmy's been out. Jey Uso had. They've not been doing Jey Uso solo. They've not really like. It's been a lot of 
promo or wrestling somebody like it there, there, there was nothing really else to do and we we're we're year three of the the reign of the tribal chief we know what the tribal chief ain't you you already bought your ticket if you're going to be in detroit you already going to be there they're not having to, to talk anybody else into the building so there's not it's kind of I knew this was going to be the SummerSlam match at the trial. The way the trial right. went down, this is going to be the match. So, just kind of been waiting for the 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 days on the calendar to reach SummerSlam in Detroit. It 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 sucks, mm-hmm. but I, it, it's kind of just the 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 way this is going. Roman schedules only what it is. There's only so much that they can do without having these two physically touch at some point in that month in between when the shit went down and when it was time for the, the, the title match. And I think, and I'm, I'm going to go out here on a limb. Don't call me crazy or anything, but when that bell rings for the tribal combat match, anybody watches SummerSlam, no, I, I, there's going to be no tweeting. If they're tweeting, they're going to be like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Because everybody has been waiting for this. We've just been waiting to get to that moment. It may not feel like it right now. We're just not there yet. Brian, is Cody Brock the A storyline going into this weekend? No, not Cody Brock. It's one because we've seen it before. Um, I know we just got this beautiful Cody Rose documentary. And, you know, it's taken us for a ride. It's even, you know, made some people upset again mm-hmm. about the great results of WrestleMania 39. <laughs> but as far as it being an A story, no, I think, yeah, it does. It, that's the, this is the blow off match. This is where it comes to an end. But like Roman and Jay, I think because it hasn't been so loud, right. you know what I mean? It's been very precise. It's been, you know, very soap opera-esque. And, and like Cal said, we're going to be locked in no matter what because we've been waiting. And sometimes you can know what the match is going to be, but it's how you get there. Right. You know? I'm pretty sure people are like, okay, they're going to have a match, whatever. Nobody saw tribal combat. Oh, wait. This is totally different rules. Right. This is a um, a family thing. In a sense, respect head of the table, hence why Solo couldn't, you know, chop Jay when they made the match. Right. So, I think overall, this is going to, it's it's still the A story. It's going to main event the show. It's taking us where we need to go. And what's going to be interesting is what happens afterwards. Yes. Right. And, and look, I mean, this is 100% still the A storyline. As long as Roman Reigns <laughs> is carrying around three belts, I'm right. sorry. Right. <laughs> I mean, like that. And again, we are with the, with the tribal combat rules. And again, it's more than just the titles that are on the line. Right. Head, yes. of, the, head of the table is on the line too. That's a right. Lot. And look, it's this title that only a couple of people can 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 strive for. Right. 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 But it's still an added layer than just you know. The WWE Championship or the the, the uh, uh, undisputed you know championship. So, I mean, the stories they've been telling every week have been engaging. And, and look, it's it's not the same as you know 
is there a is there a betrayal coming? Is there is it Sami Zayn's homecoming? Right? It, it, there's yeah. not that aspect because the betrayals already happened, right? You know, mm-hmm. Jay Jay and Jimmy are no longer in the bloodline. But this is again we we've been touting main event Jay for a minute exactly now. exactly, mm-hmm. and I think that's why. To me, obviously, the Roman aspect, the Heyman aspect of it will always make it feel like the A storyline. But Jay is just, he's leveled up to a point where this might be sacrilege. If he wins, if he wins on Saturday, I'm in. Like, I'm buying, I'm buying that stock. And that wouldn't be shocking to me. Right, right. It's it's kind of the same. And again, he's probably now he's gonna lose. It, it's I don't think it's 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 it's, it's yes. just not it's yes. just not in the cards. Yeah, I've I've done this dance too many times. With, oh man, I think this guy could beat Roman. Look until I see until I see the three count. Uh, I'm I'm out. But hey man, I love the, you, Ben. I love. I'm I'm, be- I'm believing that Jay could win, and that that's really all that matters. Right, it's just mm-hmm. that there's a belief there. So. It's a hundred percent the A storyline. I, I I can't get on board with. I've I've done the Brock being the A storyline enough. Like I'm good. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, and again, the the Cody thing is it's it's a rubber match that you know that this will break the, the tie, and that's fine. That's all well and good, but th- again, there's three belts coming in into this match, and yes. the head of the tribal chief title uh, mm-hmm. coming in. I think Cal, you brought this up. I mean, if if there if you want to have another option as the A storyline, give me give me Seth Finn. Like this that has that, that has like, that's you want to talk long term storytelling. This is seven mm-hmm. years in the making, right? Talk of about Finn, it. Yeah. Finn getting his revenge. The the money in the bank briefcase is floating around that storyline. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's a lot of intrigue, a lot of intrigue that, that that's built into what they've got over there on the low. Because, gosh, I, 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 I don't we we haven't gotten there yet, but I'm I am in agreement. I, I something tells me this tribal combat match will be the main event of SummerSlam, and I feel like I know at the very least who's going to win, mm-hmm. which would mean. If you're looking, if you're looking for your usual SummerSlam swerve, you, you, you're, 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 what, what's going to happen here? That there's a lot built in there. There could, Seth could not walk out of Detroit champion because of a number of different things. He could get beat by Finn and the, the briefcase doesn't even come into play. Right. It could become some type of weird triple threat because Damien said, nah, I'm trying to like there, there's there, and, and that's just a couple of things. There's some interesting interplay in that match, which and and the way in the if you add the fact that Judgment Day are on every literally every show. <laughs> every show. I, I, I think I they're on main be, event sometimes. I was <laughs> gonna say the, the, one of them has to be wrestling on main event every now and again. No, nah, but uh at, at some point. Uh, that you, you have to kind of recognize that WWE is. We talk about, oh God, look, look, watch how this works. Talk about uh, putting the battery in a faction's back. If Main Event Mafia was getting the Judgment Day push right now, they would be where Booker T thought they would be. But you know, I, I think I think that's the thing that Whoa, Booker T yeah. doesn't want to. But facts are facts, like. They got Rey Mysterio going to be on. We'll talk about NXT in a bit. They got Rey Mysterio going to be t- touching He's down NXT soon. So <laughs> right. like, there, there's there's so much that Judgment Day is able to do that it's hard for me to not think of them as, at the very least, that that Seth and Finn match being 
the second main event. Mm-hmm. I ta- uh, let me toss you this hypothetical. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just going to mm. toss it out there. I just want to see both your reactions and hear them. Mm. I love it. Jay wins. Okay. Jay wins. Comes undisputed champion. Head of the table. Damien Priest music hits. Oh. Cashes in. And previously in the show, Finn has also won the title. Now Judgment Day has all the titles. Oh. To end the show, all four of them raising the titles. That would be... <laughs> Shouts out to brother fam. We were having a conversation, and fam said they they want to they want to make Judgment Day title town. That's one way to make them title town. You know, if if, if you have they, I need, I wasn't even thinking about him cashing in on the other show, but yeah, you could do that, and they would have gold in every division. Then they'd literally that's, be on every show. They'd have to be. That's when the elders come in. Yeah, mm. and they they show up on SmackDown or Payback. And they get the belt, one of them belts back. Because remember, that title is how they eat. Yes. That's, that's true. how they eat steak and sushi. So <laughs> that's a hell of a combination of a meal, that. by the way. Steak <laughs> and sushi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember when he got mad at him before WrestleMania or he was tripping and he said, Look, I'm so sorry. I'm just, you know, frustrated because Jay's not here, but I got some steaks. I got sushi on the plane. Right. All of that. Right. So if that was to happen, the elders got to come in and and get the family back together. And now you have a bloodline versus Judgment Day. And, and you know, Roman would be a menace, mm. you know, to the point. See, and it was because right now, remember, nobody's bothering Roman for the title, not because they don't want to be champion. It's because they don't want to get involved in family business. Can't. It's That's too right. much going on. Right. You know, you, you know how you walk in and you see family members fight at the family reunion. You stay out of it. Let them get it out. <laughs> I'm, not, right. I'm not getting involved. I can't. And, and the Samoans, they different. Let them, let them, they, so, let them sort it out. The, again, this tribal combat, you let them, mm-hmm. they got to handle it a certain way and then we can but, come talk to them later on. But to Ben's point, Damian Priest, you know, he already, you know, him and Finn, they on shaky battles, you know, and sometimes they don't play by the rules anyway and that's the whole thing about the Judgment Day. So why not? sneak in, steal the championship. But now they got themselves involved in something even more than they can handle. But then there's always the talk about the GOAT, Paul Heyman, because you never can trust him. And you imagine, remember what happened was right after WrestleMania when he Mm -hmm. was sitting there talking with Damian Priest and no judgment day? What if he swerves and joins them? He could. Anything could happen. I would like that, to think he wouldn't because he felt like he would owe it to Alpha and Sika and the Samoan SWAT team and the whole bloodline, but you just never know. He, <laughs> Paul Heyman is the go. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He's he's, he's latching on to whoever's next. You know, and I, I say that with love and respect <laughs> big, big, big for facts. our goat. That's right. All right, I'm, we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, y'all. He, we're he, he, we're we're diving down. <laughs> Uh, we're diving mm-hmm. down this rabbit hole. I'm also gonna let's go look at some steak and sushi recipes. And while we do okay. that, we're yes. gonna take a quick break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. And we are back once again. The Wednesday Worldwide listeners came through. We got a bunch of great voicemails on the Wednesday Worldwide hotline that we're, we're going to devote an entire segment here to respond to a few of them. Uh, the, the ones that stood out to us. Uh, keep them coming, by the way. We, we love hearing from you all and your takes and, and responding to them. So, Brian H., let us know who called and play the clip. <laughs> My guy Robert, he's back from <laughs> VA. Shut <laughs> up, Robert. Yeah, here he is. Hey guys, uh, this is Robert coming at you from Virginia again. Thank you so much for the love last week. Here's my hot take for this week. I know that there's been a lot of talk, especially on the pods on the channel, about the writers and actors strike and how that's going to hold up production for all these movies and TV shows. And how, you know, it's possible that we could get Rock and Roman now, that he's got a freer schedule, and John Cena may come back. My hot take is, I think we're thinking too small. Like, if all the actors, all the SAG actors are out, we need to start thinking bigger. Like, why aren't we getting, like, uh, let's say a Timothy Chalamet to walk out on Raw, or like a guy like The Mountain? to walk out on AEW Collision. So I guess this turns into my question to you guys, which is what are your top three folks slash actors, I guess, who you would be excited to see walk out on a wrestling program and have you go, oh boy, this is picked up. Let me know what you think. Thank you guys for all your hard work. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Bye. I have one where I would legitimately pop, and he's actually he's been on 
before, but I think it would make sense now. It's Stephen Amell. <laughs> hey, he's on heels. He's Jack Spade, man. What are we doing? Right. You could run him out there as Jack Spade. Well, I think that would so, be he gets a call from up north. You know what I mean? Like wait, it's fantastic. So, all right, so so in 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 the pro, who would he wrestle? I don't know. <laughs> it he, would ju- he would just be. It would just. Be, he would have like a Titantron, and he would just be. He would bring Jack Spade from heels. He would bring the DWL title with him. Open challenge, <laughs> and and you make it happen. And he could wrestle like a, a Johnny Gargano or yeah. or Bray Wyatt or he could you could you could I I like that idea, assuming that they don't wink wink nudge nudge that this is Stephen Amell playing a character. That, sure, that's, my my thing is always whether it's Summerfest or you know like uh, what was uh, when John the whole John Stewart. Debacle, mm-hmm. yeah, that was at a SummerSlam as well. That was a SummerSlam, it? yeah. Damn, it, it is that time. Um, I like those are my bathroom breaks. I get, I like. Matter <laughs> of fact, I almost missed the the amazing Snoop Dogg situation at Mania because I went to the bathroom at that point. Like, like there's certain bits where like I don't want to watch. <laughs> you that. almost missed Shane McMahon tearing his. I was, I was, I went leg in half. I went and to the bathroom and because she definitely missed it. <laughs> I, on the way back, I saw Snoop in the ring doing stuff like this. I said, "Wait, let me stand where I am <laughs> and make sure that I see what's going on down there." But uh, nah, it's it's always been like because it, it, you need the right actor, right? Like like who's going to be the person that's lo- like Logan Paul esque in terms of like being a fan and understanding how it works, uh, but also not like just smiling whenever a camera it comes on. Right. Like, you know, because it, it, I would, I would get taken out of that immediately. If I could tell that that actor either didn't give a shit or actually, you know, couldn't look like they gave a shit. Like if they're, if they're just there promoting something, I'm always very anti that Stephen Amell is a legitimate fan, right? Like this dude was at mania this year, just yeah. crushing it. And again, he, he's, he made an entire TV show. Huh? About an mm-hmm. indie promotion that is just incredible. I'm so I'm almost done season one. By the way, I know. And by the <laughs> way, great time to plug our heels season two recaps that uh, are on the feed every Friday night. Uh, David Shoemaker, Ben Lindbergh. But uh, well, I'll toss it to you guys. Who who do you want to see in there? I, I just threw Stephen Amell out because I know he's somebody that the crowd wouldn't immediately turn on. Right there, there's he has some built in respect with the crowd. No, you cheater. That's what I was going to choose. <laughs> is, that, is that yours? Y- y- y'all know it's not too much stuff I watch outside of wrestling. Um, but I-, I would say Alexander Lovewick, just because he plays Ace. <laughs> he plays Ace. Then, you know, you know and, and have Ben's cast versus my cast. Uh, you know, Ben's guy versus my guy. You know, just bring it to the WWE. Right. But, yeah. you know, my other favorite show, Power. Uh-oh. Mm. I would love to see Joe Sakura, aka wow. Tommy, in WWE. <laughs> you would pop. You That'd be a pop. Thing. I would <laughs> pop because he ain't got to wrestle. You know, it would be almost Chuck Norris esque yes. in 1994 when he was helping the Undertaker take out Yokozuna and crew. 
Yeah. What a wild it, sentence that you just said. But it would be to, to, but, but Tommy's chasing people with like hot rods and shooting at people and stuff yeah, like that. You, like, you would have to figure out how to make that work on TV, but I'm with it. You know, uh, and it's funny you say hot rod because he would definitely have a little bit of Roddy Piper in him. You know, kind of that loose cannon. So for the sake of this question, yeah, throw my guy. You know, he's Joe Secor, but like 50 Cent told him he was always going to be Tommy now. It, it, no, the, the world lets him know he's Tommy. You probably be, it'd be interesting to see a lot of power viewers getting into WWE because mm-hmm. of uh, Joe Secor being Tommy. But uh, <laughs> I was watching a clip. Uh, it was an interview the other day um, mm-hmm. with uh, with John Bernthal. And, uh, oh, yeah. and he, he was talking about the filming a scene. What was it? We run, we run the city, the HBO series that was set in Baltimore. Yeah. That he, he, he starred in. He said they were filming a scene. We own the city. We own this city. We own this city. The, the, the series set, it, it, the dope series on HBO. If you haven't checked it out and Bernthal is one of the toughest actors I've ever, uh, ever seen. And, uh, he was, he was in an interview and he was saying they were filming like a riot scene and he had like a riot shield. And at some moment in the scene, a guy came in and hit him and he, he held up the shield, but the shield hit him in the face. It hit Burnt on the face and he got like a scar on his face. They were filming this. And uh, so he said, you know what? He hit me. I'm, I, what do you want me to do? And he, he hauled off and hit the guy with the right. The guy got up and started running and they noticed there were like actual Baltimore police running. It was a guy who was getting chased by the poli- Baltimore police. He just ran through the set because they were filming and figured he would attack a police officer on set. He just didn't realize that he was uh, going up against the Punisher. But the Punisher, you would have to, <laughs> you would have to take John Bernthal. Like if you're gonna if for me to believe him on WWE programming, put him in like NXT Underground and just like like he just rolls in, you know, shirtless jeans on and they, he's just him and Gable Stevenson just, just just scrapping and stuff like that you know I want to see him really getting in there with some uh, you know collar and elbow tie ups and, 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 and trying to choke somebody out if he could That, but that would be, that would just be I don't want to see him win a title or anything shout out to uh, John Bernthal shout out to Wayne Jenkins shout out to Chris Ryan's impression of Wayne Jenkins <laughs> on the rewatchables damn near every week. Uh, it's, 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 it's always fantastic. All right, we've got more voicemails. Uh, Hollywood, let us know who called. Fired up. All right. So this is actually from Steph Hardy. She uh, dropped this in right as we had just finished. We was recording probably at the same time she was right. recording this. Okay. But we definitely uh, had to get this one in. Here it is. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Stephanie of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and Women's Wrestling Talk. And I believe that after watching NXT last night and watching how the Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams story is playing out with Ilya Dragunov leading up to the Great American Bash, I really believe that Trick Williams might be getting ready to separate himself from Carmelo Hayes. And... It's really scary, and I almost don't want it to happen, but at the same time, Trick is really progressing in the ring, and he had such a hot-headed attitude that he wanted to fight Ilya by himself until Carmelo came and sacrificed himself towards the end. So I really believe that Trick and Melo gang and their days might be numbered. Thanks, guys. Damn. So Stephanie left that 
after last week's NXT, but the take still ages well. Yes. Right? Like, it's still... That seems to be percolating. I was going to say, as we're speaking, literally all of that stuff is kind of happening right now. We, we, got, we got the match where, I mean, Trick Williams did play a, a role in, in, in the loss of, in that match. That We had the conversation where Trick said, hey, uh, you know, Melo, you my guy, but, you know, I can't just be that guy for my career. And then you right. get Ilya issuing the challenge to Trick, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's interesting. I, Queen Steph Hardy, she, she was right on it with every point in this story. Uh, it, it shouldn't be scary. At some point, Trick Williams has to go off on his own. That's what this is. He, he, he they, I think Carmelo and Trick are, are better together, but as you could also see, the other thing that we've not talked about in, in this conversation was on NXT, there was Mello and Wesley got static after that, that law, yep. that tag team laws. It, I, I was wondering if Wes was going to be going back to, the North American title, but it looked like we about to get Wes and Carmelo mm. at some point. So I, th- there's a lot of change in the air. It feels like, and it's good to see you, you, you need to have these characters, you know, kind of just like Braun breaker. Think of what would happen if he didn't even turn, you right. know, heel. we he would be in a totally different spot. So I understand it because uh trick mellow gang is uh, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing to see on TV for a number of different reasons. But uh, at some point, you know, it, it, it's inevitable. Brian, are you ready for the breakup? Are you ready for the <laughs> Mellow Hayes, Trick Williams breakup here? <laughs> what did uh, WWE tweeted yesterday? This is no, this ain't no breakup. I just got to be my old man. They took that quote. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, that could be a way to swerve us. You know, uh, if we we did a Twitter, they said what for the Ringer uh, right. Wrestling Crew. Uh, Kaz said the secret: never turn heel on your brother. Pack all black stables and tag teams have. That's all it is. I, I, I like to believe that we we saw the new day. You know, support Kofi, support Big E. Um, you know, Xavier Woods says he wants to get the mid-card titles. They're going to support him, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I like to see that right here. You know, I, I understand where Steph Hardy's coming from. You know, shout out to her. I know she's, like, very passionate. And, and I love how she, like, can really, like, delve into this and, and, and have real emotion. Right. I know, you know, she's still feeling it about Cody and Roman. Um, <laughs> but this is okay, Steph. Like, they, they're right. going to be fine. They're, they're still right. going to have each other's back. Uh, I like to see Trick Williams. He's he's a guy. He is like, if y'all get a chance, watch him on main event. Mm. He is cooking. Like he's getting those reps in, and I think he's going to be a, a a player. You know, he's definitely going to be a solid mid carder, if not a solid main eventer. But I like it happening this way. It doesn't always have to be the breakup. You know, we didn't really jump into it, but the other night on SmackDown, the Street Profits. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the conversation with them, um, with Bobby Lashley and them kind of telling Angelo, like, dude, you, you kind of need to dress a little bit better. Yeah. So all of this, I, I understand her being nervous about the breakup, but I think it's time. I think it's time for them to be allies as opposed to being a tag team, as you would see right. on like WW2K. Have right. each other's back. Go out there. If your brother needs help, go help him, but you ain't got to be right behind him. And like he said, I look like I'm your sidekick and I don't want to be that. That's how they see it. <laughs> right, right. Right. And I don't think they're going to do a turn, like one of these obvious, oh, he's going to turn on him type things. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. there was also the report that came out that WWE is, quote, so high 
on both of them, on Mello and Trick. And another quote as part of the story was, the plan is to strap them all to the moon. So, mm. I mean, there's clearly a bright future for both of them. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I think individually, they could have a bright future. And again, I, I, they don't need to turn on each other for this to be, for them to kind of have their own their own rocket, right? Like there's enough rockets to go around and they can both be strapped to, to, to one. So I think, you know, they've planted seeds of, of that happening, of like a breakup happening, but I, I don't think you need it. I don't think you need, no. you know, the barbershop window moment right. with, mm-hmm. with Carmelo Hayes and right. Trip Williams. So right. glad to see that they're, they're thriving. They're, like they're crushing it right now and, and doing their thing. So it'll be, it'll be great to see them do their own thing as well and kind of be there to uh, to support each other. So mm. uh, a big shout out to everyone again who's left us a voicemail whether they said what takes. Uh, we can't get to all of them but we promise we're going to get to as many of them as we can. Peep the description of this episode for the phone number to call in. Drop your take and we'll do our best to get them on the show. Alright, before we get out of here speaking of NXT, let's talk about last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. Uh, what stood out to you guys from NXT? Brian, take things off for us. What was your biggest takeaway? We just talked about one, so I'm going with the other. Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan. Mm. Now, that's a turn I see happening. Just that, that sit-down conversation that Dana Brooke says she went to the dark side and she liked it. And she mentioned everything pretty much people have been saying about her, her career just, you know, plateauing. Uh, She talked about reading everything she sees online. So I think we're finally going to get that change. It's the reason she's still on the roster. And I think Mm -hmm. now we're finally going to see it. Okay. Okay. Cal, what do you have from NXT? Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, I think it, it it was that conversation between Wesley and Carmelo Hayes at the end of that at the end of their loss. Um, because they don't normally like a lot of the time when I see NXT matches, especially the end, it's usually big big move, big move, and then a lot of the time people are running in or there's some yep. other type of jaw jacking. But it's like one person on the outside, the other person on on the uh, apron. It was cool to see the like the camera to have, be right there for that moment. I was running it back on on YouTube earlier, and 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 Carmelo's not only just like he's he Carmelo's pissed that he got hit with that cardiac kick, but I think you can also see that Carmelo he he wasn't a hundred percent focused. He made a comment, you know, like you know, I'm not even thinking about this right now because he really isn't. I think the thing with Wes is Wes is totally thinking about Carmelo Hayes, so I'm excited for what that could be. I mean, yeah, them setting this up is a little unexpected. I don't know if that's the right word um, because Wes held the the North American title forever. Right. But you just kind of thought that he might go back for one more dip in that pool to try to get it back from Dom. Uh, But for him to just kind of sidestep that and just go straight for the NXT title, I'm all in, man. Mello Wesley is... Sign me up for as many of those as they will give us. Let's go. You know, so that's going to be a fantastic, fantastic feud. And they've they've started to, uh, you know, plant those seeds of what could be a fantastic storyline with them. Um, Looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, the 200th episode of AEW Dynamite. uh, What's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Cal, what do you got? 
Um, actually, I'm gonna. I, I would normally say that any any anything goes match with Moxley, Trent Beretta, and Penta. That's gonna be amazing. But in light of CM Punk's uh, X title from uh, Collision, I am this is the first time in a while I'm actually interested in what MJF's gonna say. He's supposed to be addressing the crowd. I hope he brings up something because I need to know if these titles are gonna interplay and if CM Punk is gonna be a part of that on uh, both shows. That's right. That's right. Brian, what do you have? Uh, it's that, but I want to ask y'all, do they not have like a match already set for like all in or all out? That... I don't think so. Yeah, for the title? Yeah. Or any, yeah, any type of title match. I don't um, know. What, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think anything is really set for all. Let's, I'm scrolling to, there's nothing on the wiki page yet. There's yeah, no matches. The... What? That's the week after Wembley? Yeah, I heard I th- him say that on Cheap Heat, which is like, you've gotten back-to-back shows. Um, so that's what's interesting to me uh, for the same reason, mm-hmm. is will we get that unification match or you right. know, will they swerve us and change the name of the title or somehow? I think, I don't know. I think maybe in order for this title reign to like, really hit another level, I think MJF may need to score a win over CM Punk. Oh, wait, I, 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 I apologize. All In is the Wembley Stadium show. All Out <laughs> is the show the yeah. next week, and that has one match on it currently. Mm-hmm. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin for the TNT title. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, Adam Cole's in the mix. Mm-hmm. I I would have met, I, if they screw Adam Cole out of a title shot here, I was going to say CM Punk, I, the, it's a lot of time invested to not have that match. And and, and I would also assume, because isn't CM Punk supposed to be defending that title against Ricky Starks? Yeah, I, so, um, I, Saturday. They, I believe, they're going against SummerSlam. That, that's going to be, so I, <laughs> I'm assuming CM Punk may not be holding that title if, if they're wanting to have people watch their show uh, to get a pop or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but... I it's the CM Punk of it all has been my biggest question in regards to if it's going to be a, a unification match is and he's going to be a part of it. Is he only going to be on collision? Will he be going to dynamite? Will there be any issues? Like this is when all of that speculation that's been going on for months is really going to have to, you know, figure itself out because that's, this is a plan. This is a plan that's in motion regardless of whatever the, the actual match is going to be. It sound, th- there was a reason he had that little bag when he first showed up on Collision, and it was the exact reason last week when uh, mm-hmm. when he, he cut that promo. So th- that that's at least what the thing is going to be. Should be a good one. Should be a good one tonight. Guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ring of Wrestling show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Also, again... Check out our Heels Season 2 recap episodes that will pop up Friday nights right after 
the episodes that air, I believe it's 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so check those out. They'll be on your feed right as soon as the episode is over. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. I'm at Cal on Twitter. I believe that's still the URL. Um, at Cal Dub <laughs> on Instagram and threads. Uh, but most importantly, Brian H. Waters and, and, and the crew over at the Ring of Wrestling. Where can we find the Ring of Wrestling stuff? Where can we find you on the social medias? Ring of Wrestling on Twitter, um, on threads, on TikTok. And of course, follow me at Brian H. Waters on those same social media platforms. But make sure you check out our TikTok. We got exclusive content. Mm. This past weekend, I was at Jobber Slam. Shout out to the crew. Uh, over there at Battle Club Salute. Pro for putting on an incredible show. So I got a couple exclusive that's just exclusive to the Ring of Wrestling TikTok channel. Nice, nice. And Brian, you're going to SummerSlam this weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, oh, so so stay Detroit. tuned. Stay Style tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll say see. what's up to Brian. You'll have to call him Hollywood. Uh, yes, please. That's, what he, please, that's his preferred well. moniker yes. when you see that's him out wow. in public. Uh, so just make sure that you yell it. And he loves it when people yell at him from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hollywood, yeah. That's, that's what we should do uh, this weekend at SummerSlam. Also, people have asked me why I don't thank our producer on the show like other shows do. And they're right. I should. So uh. thank you to our producer, Brian Hollywood Waters. <laughs> right, right. Right. For it's, producing it's the multitasking show. Multitasking is what they call Just it. Multitasking <laughs> the hell out of this show. Also, thank you to our audio intern, Olivia, for sitting in with us today. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.